Hello, TSF family. We wanted to start off by saying thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast and for your hard work to love yourself more and for your feedback. Can you believe it's been three years that we've been doing this spiritual fix and it has been such a beautiful labor of love for Anna and me. We have loved doing this work. We've loved hearing from you and we love exploring ourselves and each other alongside our listeners. We wanted to put out the call for three ways that you can help support us to support you. One, we would love you to leave us a review on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. Two, drop us an email and let us know how much the podcast means to you. And three, you can donate monthly or even just once to our PayPal patronage. Every little bit helps and we are so grateful to those of you who have donated already. Thank you. You help make this podcast possible. Thanks, y'all. You can go to our website, www.thisspiritualfix.com for information on how to pledge as well as to email us. Hello and welcome to this Spiritual Fix, Episode 4, Season 3. Today we're talking to Suzanne Raja about all things sensual, juicy femininity, no matter who you are. Suzanne's dynamic and heart-centered style has led her to speak on stages internationally, leading groups for peak potentials as well as entrepreneurs' organization. For her 20 years of service, Suzanne has been called one of the foremost leaders and pioneers of the women's transformational movement. This spiritual fix. Two mystical mamas hacking the self-help game. With Anna Stromquist and Christina Wilson. Hey everyone. So we started off this interview with Suzanne by doing some heart-centered dancing. So before we get into this week's episode, we invite you to dance. Relax. Take it easy. Get into your body. Breathe. copyrighted we began the episode dancing which was very appropriate for Suzanne the goddess oh 
Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Oh, thank you for coming. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for asking. Delight. It's so, it's so amazing to be in your presence again. <laughs> I just forget how much I need that like <gasps> sacred feminine pillar. <laughs> chalice we need to in inject that all over the world oh my gosh oh so good if i smoked i'd have a cigarette right now <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah, uh -huh. I can feel that. I can feel that. We just had the we just had the best party with our clothes on. The best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so true. It's amazing to me how, like, when, you know, when I came out to visit you, if you can believe that's almost two years ago now. I can't even I believe can't that. Talk. It's just crazy. And and we went dancing and just like how amazing it felt and how much I just forgot how what I forgot about being in my body. I feel like that's the thing, right? Like I'm, I can easily always jump into my head and try and fix something or figure it out or do whatever. But you're always that your facilitation of actually getting me back into my body just feels like I'm actually alive again. <laughs> yes. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Ugh. Hallelujah. Mm. I used to say, just shut up and dance. And I meant shut up to my brain, you know, mm. in the gentlest way. Just stop for a second. Just stop. Let's just sit while I dance. Because my mind doesn't have rhythm, you know. And so when I move, my, my mind gets to just sit and relax for a while. So we often need that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Whew, yeah. Settle into that. Let's settle into that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we do that a lot with my kids and I'm thinking how therapeutic that is and that I should make that so much more a priority. We have a room, we call it the dance party room and we just Ooh. put on the dance music. Well, it's just a, a, like it's an additional living room for what I don't know, but we just dance in there Yes. And we do anything we want and it's, and they're just completely free with it. And it's so fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, you've just got a perma smile on your face. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like we have all these questions that we want you to answer for our, our listeners. And yet just being in your presence, I just want to sit here and gaze at you. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like, a really, really interesting yeah. podcast in that case, yeah. right? Fuck the, fuck the questions. We're just going to bask. We're just going to bask in the, the heavenly divine feminine. Yeah. yeah, you know, we need it, don't we? Just, we need time to bask. That is the thing. It's time to luxuriate, bask soak you know? I, 
I remember um, you were helping me at one point in my life. You, we were doing like a one-on-one, I don't know, intervention, whatever you call it. And I remember I told you, I was like, I'm going to go do a Vipassana course. That's what I need. And you're like, no, Anna, you need to go to a spa. <laughs> you yes. need to dance. You need to scrub your body. You need to oil your body. And I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? Like, <laughs> I, I got karmas. I got a burn. <laughs> now, now I finally get it. Now I get what you were going for. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. When you come from, yeah, when you come from the school of the, of the divine masculine school, the hard knocks sit on a hard surface doing whatever for so long, it can feel, I mean, that's what it feels like though, is it's, is like everything is pushing you and pushing you to become more and more uptight and just tighter in your body and tighter in your body, you know, and it's Mm. whether it's your spiritual practice or your, you know, your work, your work practice, which, you know, or your just everything tends towards that uptightness and without the, the ability, the rigidity. Yeah. Without the, yeah. yeah to, to fa- find the flow, you know, mm. that's where it is, you know, and I don't know, can you, can I, that's the question I want to ask right now, if that's okay, I'm just going to do uh, an impromptu. Like, yeah. No, we don't, we just go impromptu here. Yeah. Is, you know, what I feel from you when I feel it and, and what I feel like I'm always, it's like a liquidity. It's like a flow. It's a thing like that. Like, how do you maintain that throughout your day? Like throughout your day, is it that you cultivated it to a certain point And so it's easy, or is it really work or maybe even harken back to the first time when you were first developing this beautiful flow that you have coming forth from you, that is the divine feminine. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, like everyone, like every one of us, I fall on my ass a lot. You know, I forget. I I don't walk around all the time floating on liquid love light, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have sunshine shining out of my you know, everywhere all the time. I really don't. I life has its way with me, you know, as we all do. And I try to remember to have compassion with myself when I forget. And I, what I try to do, what I've learned to do is that when I start to feel stressed out, I start to feel anxious, I start to feel like there's not enough time in a day to get all the things that I need to get done. When my body starts to tighten, I remember the possibility of what happens when I move my body. So the very first thing, I mean, just like what we did today here, I've had, for example, I'll give you real examples, you know, today has been a full day for me. And although my day is a little easier, I feel like than most, you know, I live in a beautiful space. I have lots of nature around me and I've set up my life in a way that that it's juicy and and we can get into more of what I do to do that. But my life is typically really juicy. I I have lots of beauty around me, a lot of space to be creative and move my body. Yet I had a full day of 
appointments and seeing clients and going places and doing things. And I too have a family, you know, I have a son who's still living at home and helping him to move forward in his life as well. So there's a lot going on. And of course, my beloved, my husband, you know, and it's also supporting him in being the best that he can be. So as women, there is a lot that we carry. And so even just before our call today, our, our session today, I had to stop and say, okay, you know, come on, let's, are you ready? Let's turn on some music and let's dance. And I was so glad that you both said, okay, we have the time, we'll do this. And it's, it's remembering to do your practices and feminine practices for me are what's going to get me in my body. What is the quickest way to get me in my body? So whether that's turn on some music and dance, that's really quick. That'll get me in really fast. That'll get me relaxed and happy and vibrant and alive. You may have more time where, you know, maybe you're at home, you've come home from a long day, you can go have a nice bath. That'll get you feeling your body, you know? Some like to have a little glass of wine that just, you know, relaxes your entire self. You drop into the water, you put on oil, some, all the different scents and fra fragrances and touch and visually, you can add beauty in your space that will relax you into your body. And just think of what do you enjoy? What does your body enjoy? You know, making love taking your time, doing that, thinking about making love, it could get you in your body, you know? All that kind of, we, we can get so creative with this massage, all of it. I love how you say taking your time, that really resonates with me. Yeah. Luke and I have really been talking a lot about the slow life, like where do we cultivate? You know, there's slow food and there's slow money, there's all these like slow, kind of lifestyle things and it's just it really is amazing like how taking your time i feel like could could really it's such a unique concept in our culture right now to take your time to do something and that that feeds the divine feminine i never thought of it that way absolutely and food like food tastes so much better when you take your time you know if you actually chew before you take your next bite yeah, <laughs> it's like amazing the quality or the quality is changes when when you slow it down absolutely yeah, yeah. and, you and know, you're gonna hear a lot of pitter patters my okay. son is running laps upstairs <laughs> life is having its way with us today. life is All my home my home is making love to me <laughs> pitter patter pitter patter <laughs> yes yeah. yeah. So speaking of parenthood, I've met your son. I've not met your daughter, your son. I always joke to my husband I'm, that your son is one of my favorite people, even though I met him, he was like 12. He was 12 years old and he was already holding himself with so much integrity and vulnerability. I remember your husband said to him something like shaman, see how you can show up in people's lives and make a difference. And the very next airport stop we got to, we were on a tour in India. He started helping everyone pick out their luggage. And then another time he um, Satyan said, let's go around the bus. Cause we're on a bus ride going through the Himalayas. And Satyan says, 
everybody, all the women on the bus, give my son your best romance advice. Or he said, everyone on the bus, give my son your best romance advice. And so we went around and everyone took their time being like, okay, if you're going to break up with someone, do it in person, not a text. You know, like everyone had their own advice and he was only 12 and he just sat there taking it all in. And I thought as a 12 year old, I would have been squirming. He's such an awesome kid and I'm sure he's an awesome adult. So my question with piggybacking that story is how do you think as a divine feminine mother, what are some of the best things you can do for your children for them to realize their full, I don't even want to say full potential. Cause I'm not like that. I don't want to be like that tiger mom's mom, success driven mom, but what are you doing? Cause your son is so different than other kids. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I, oh, that's I'm a big grateful. question. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have a partner my husband who is very clear about his his responsibility as as his father and what that entails what that is about in passing on what it is to be a man what it is to be a divine masculine source of grounding presence and claim and penetration what that is and i'll get into you know the dynamics of the masculine and the feminine that we teach but my husband is such an example of that and what i would say is that we aim to be the example that we wish to see in our children we must be the example that we wish to see in our children. And so my husband is a fine demonstration of what it is to be a, a man that has respect for women, that has respect for himself. And so he demonstrates that. And for myself, I demonstrate what it means to be a strong woman who is makes choices from her strength and has that also that softness, that tenderness, that vulnerability. I show that as in, in my interactions with my husband and my interactions with him. And it is that that he learns from that. And I'm going to share one other thing that's real exciting about what I'm doing actually with him. And it will help me to explain the dynamics that Satyan and I teach with the masculine and feminine. So you ready? Yes. Oh yeah. All right. So it was actually shaman who had introduced me to a form of dance called tango. If you know this dance, mm. it is it's a Spanish dance and it is quite a dramatic dance form. And so the woman and the man are very strong. The partners are very strong. It doesn't always have to be a man and a woman, but the dynamics, the masculine and the feminine partners are very strong, very solid in their place. And it's interesting that my son was the one that introduced me to this form of dance. Now, I love Latin dance generally. I love, I love it because it's sexy. I salsa for me, I can do that with my eyes closed because I come from Jamaica and it's actually one of the, the dances that I'm used to. Yet I used to see tango 
and think, and my son said, mom, you've got to try this. And I, and I looked at it and I thought, it seems so difficult. It seems so strong and powerful, but where's the romance? Where is everything? And he said to me, mom, they're communicating with each other. They're feeling each other in micro moments. And I thought, what? I got to check into this. I got to dive into this further. And what I discovered was that the, the language between the masculine and the feminine forms of this dance were so powerful. And I'll tease that open for you and let you know what they're communicating and how. And this will demonstrate what we teach to couples who want to learn how to ignite their passion, which may have been one of your questions. <laughs> yes. Yes. Can you expand on those dynamics? Tell yes. us. <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. Okay. So you got to imagine two triangles. Okay. One, one of the triangles is represents the feminine side of this dance and the other triangle represent, or one of them is the triangle. If you imagine it's going, the tip goes from the heaven to the earth. And that would represent the masculine form. And then the other triangle comes from the earth to the heavens, and that represents the feminine form. And each point on these triangles are the dials that we turn up the polarity. And so passion equals polarity, and polarity is actually the arc of attraction between lovers. Yeah. So, all right, so if you imagine now Latin dancers, these tango dancers, so the masculine side, the three points to that triangle coming from the heaven to the earth is PCP, the acronym or the letters are PCP. P, the first P stands for presence. And presence in the masculine side is I'm here. I'm right here. I'm, I'm right here with you. You can feel me fully. And C on the, the triangle stands for claim. I claim you. I'm here with you. I want you and no Ooh, one else. I want to be claimed. Exactly. <laughs> Love being claimed. <laughs> right? Yes. So it's what do you claim? And then the last one is the the last P is for penetration. And pen and you want to be penetrated too. <laughs> and so the last one is I'm already inside of you. I'm already inhabiting all of you. So this is the language of the masculine. I'm present. I'm right here. I claim you and only you. And, and I've, I've already entered your entire being. I know all of you. Whew. That's nice. That is nice. That is nice. And when the masculine part of this partnership is in full force, what it does 
as the feminine comes alive and the feminine is whoa can feel that you can feel that it's palatable and what is the gift that the feminine offers from the heavens to the earth what she offers is invitation surrender and expression so invitation is how is she moving is her eyes open is she smiling is she beckoning is she beckoning his presence having him wanting to be there wanting to come to the party which is which is her surrender means willingness to receive fully receive his claim I'm willing to receive him and in that surrender she relaxed is she willing she's showing her body is willing to receive him and then expression how much is that all turned up in all areas is she fiery and alive or is she soft and sultry what is she doing is she displaying all of it like in all ways that is so. so beautiful and so sexy. Oh, so, oh, so I love that. <laughs> my analytical <laughs> mind is like, so does the invitation start first or does the presence start first? Or is it like a simultaneous happening? Is there an initiator or can either initiate? Ah, absolutely. Great question. Either can initiate. And I remember you told me when we were working together, the invitation doesn't even have to be verbal. It can just be a look. Exactly. It can be a look or a smile. And I tried it and you are right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, try it out. And you can invite a lot with just a look. Yes, yes, so true. So true. So. And so, Christina, mm -hmm. what you were saying, who starts first? My invitation to, to you and anyone that's listening is to always be the one that starts first. Be the one to jump in and start first. Be 100% responsible for this relationship to take off. Be 100% ready to go. Don't wait for your partner to initiate, although they may get there first, because if that's what you're, if this is how you're going to play and you're going to play this together, then it's going to be even more fun because you both want to get there first. So let it be like, no, I'm going to start. No, I'm going to start. No, I'm <laughs> going to start. I'm going, I'm going, do you know, and be willing to play these dynamics with each other. Have it be play. Yeah, that's awesome. So for and just for like clarification too, it doesn't have to be a man who plays, is it always a man who plays the masculine or can you flip flop on who does the, the, the PCP and the, and the invitation I surrender mean, I, expression? Yeah. So these are dynamics of masculine and feminine energies. Okay. So masculine and feminine energies are within all of us whether you're a man or a woman. So as women, we have masculine and feminine energies within us. Mm -hmm. And men have masculine and feminine energies within them. The question is, what would ignite passion the most right now in your relationship? So you can be with your partner. I could be with my husband. 
And in a moment where he is, hmm, say he's really, he's really wanting my attention mm-hmm. and he's in a funk, you know, he's just, he's all over the place and he's just, he, he just really wants me to understand him. I can be present with him really present and what that means is i'm here i'm not distracted at all there's a lot of things going on in my world but you're important to me and just breathing with him and just just showing him that he is you know he's the center of my universe right now he also has a feminine heart a feminine side to him that wants to feel loved and love in the form of presence so i can give that to him but he, if he, if his heart is more masculine, if he is more, his value is more in terms of freedom and opening up the space that, you know, getting us to go somewhere together and less about relationship and the flow of love, although that's important to him. If his is making sure that we're going somewhere together then his heart is more masculine more of the time Mm -hmm. he has a feminine heart that the flow of love is important but if his heart is more masculine my gift to him most times would be the invitation of love is to invite him into presence and so my invitation my surrender meaning my willingness to relax any tension I have around my resistance to his entry into me, my relaxation of him claiming me as his divine lover, relaxed in that and doing the things that I was sharing with you. How can I get into my body? Go of any tension in my body helps him to awaken, helps him to go, oh, I want some of that. Do you know? And then my expression, how can I come in and be the delightful sound of his, of his passion? How can I purr in his ears when, you know, it's a moment where it's just nothing else is going on. I can purr in his ear, breathe, or just, ah, loudly and just make a sound of, ah, God, you're hot. I'm so glad that I'm with you. You know, that's expression. He's, oh, I want to get into that. So we play you know we play what whatever works what's going to bring the most passion it's about being art, artistic in it a lot of artistry is possible in creativity mm, that's so beautiful thank you yeah i love it what about for our listeners who are not yet in a relationship and they're in the dating phase or the looking phase, like how can they incorporate this? If you're in the dating phase, the looking phase, you're in a really great place, actually. Really great place because your canvas is clear. There's nothing going on that you necessarily have to, you don't have to clean up anything. The canvas is clear for the opportunity for you to try out this creative dynamic. I suggest to any woman that I work with to just go into a place of devotion to the highest form of masculine source that you know and cloister yourself. Pull away from the world. 
and go into a beautiful space in your room, in your home, and start to make love figuratively in your mind, in your body. Find what represents a source of masculine energy. So you may be spiritually, you know, you have a spiritual idea of what masculine power, strength, integrity is. Devote yourself to that. Devote yourself to giving all of you to that. What that means is, I'll give you an example, a tangible example of my, in my own life. So very young and, you know, this is my spiritual beginnings with Catholic. And so for me, you know, Jesus, I, I had Jesus as my focus. And I would say, you're going to say something? Oh, no, I was, I, I was like, no, I was going to make a joke about, but I, I just realized that's inappropriate. Go ahead. <laughs> I was like, did you have sex fantasies about Jesus? I did. Oh, you I did. did. Come on now. How many? Uh, I'm going to just. Yes. I, oh, I sure Catholic. did. And and now we've just made. Now we've just gone way off the edge. You know how many? It's <laughs> just like we did. No, our, we went there. Don't worry. Our listeners are quite open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well. I'm out of the closet there now, too. See, you just got me out of the closet. <laughs> so anyway, find your source of masculine integrity, whatever that is, and give yourself to that. I did when I was very young. I gave myself to God and I said, use me and use me so that I can give my love in the places that are most needed. And when I did that, what I realized is I became so attractive to the world, absolutely radiant. Because when you're willing to give your love fully, relax and open and give your love fully and, and allow your love to be directed into places that need your love, then, and devote your time to that, then what will end not raise your eyes until something as powerful as that masculine source of integrity walks into a room in, in human form, then you're holding yourself in the highest standard. It's like a priestess. Absolutely. And we should be nothing less than that. Remember who you are. Yeah. And when you walk in the world from that place of, you know what, my, be my beloved is the highest form of masculine integrity in 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 a source then you have no need for anything except and you still don't have a need but you have a, you may have a desire for one that steps into your world in human form that has also opened them up themselves up to the highest integrity in masculine form and they actually show up in that form you're making the blueprint of the energy that you want that's right right and that works in the opposite for men who are listening you know just go for the highest form of radiance one who love is at their center 
and watch them when they're not performing. Are they being loving? How are they speaking about others? What are they doing when uh, something is needed? Are they tending to that? Or are they looking at themselves? Is it more about them and how they look? Or is it about the love that they give? Go there and ask yourself, what is the most valuable? And become that. Become the thing that you are desiring to have in your life as a partner. Become that. And you will attract that to yourself. That's awesome. Thank you. I have a question about that because for me, I feel sometimes that I want to open myself. I want to become that open heart, right? And yet my past and, and my head gets in the way, right? Or whatever you want to say gets in the way. It feels like something gets in the way and it, and I can't open as fully as I want and I can't be as present. And maybe it's a trauma or maybe it's a overactive mind or maybe, I mean, any one of those things, like what would you advise for somebody who, you know, is like me, who really wants to open, but maybe doesn't know how or can't quite, it's like the doors are rusty or something like that. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Find yourself a coach <laughs> that can help you to do that because, you know, what you think is hurting you is not what's hurting you. And I'll tell you, I'll dial that in even deeper. Really what's hurting you is your separation, your thought that you need to pull your heart away and close it. That is your deepest pain, closing your heart because your greatest joy and the greatest fulfillment is the flow of love. Being able to give and receive love fully without any barriers, any boundaries to that. Borders, do you know, borders to love cause pain that we put up ourselves. And the more we pull away our heart, the more we close our heart, the more pain we experience. And for some of us, we feel, oh, there is so much pain to open our heart that now we're gonna pull back even further and we start to feel even more pain. And then we pull back even further and we're feeling even more pain. It doesn't get better when we pull away. And when we start to open our heart, it may feel uncomfortable and frightening to open. But you know, I, when I say open your heart, I don't mean not be discerning. There is a different, there is a difference. And this should be spoken. You know, if you're in a, if you're in an abusive relationship, you can still have your heart open but be discerning to remove yourself from that situation. You can be discerning and say no, but your heart can stay fully open while you're saying no to a situation that could be harmful. And my invitation is to start to breathe open the places that have been potentially calcified 
due to your closure, due to your fist being so, imagine you, yeah, do this with me right now. I mean, make a fist, a real tight fist, tighten it even more, tighten, tighten, pull away. Notice how you feel, even though, you know, you may be right and you may have been hurt and you're tightening and you're strong. We are strong and we can pull back, we can tighten it even more. And yeah, Anna's flashing her hand because it hurts, because it actually does hurt. And this is what hurts your heart. But notice that as you start to open your fingers, it's not exactly comfortable when you do that. It, you start to feel the growing pains of that. But as you open some more and you breathe and you allow, what actually feels like a contraction is actually like birth. The very thing that's about the gift that's about to come forth. And if you can breathe it open and know that at the end of the road, it's pure fulfillment, that's where heaven, that's <laughs> when you talk about heaven's gates opening, that's what that is. Thank you, that's so beautiful. <sighs> just wanna breathe that one in. Yeah. So, we have other questions. I love what you said about raising a son, just being the example. And I think that's true also with daughters. Would you have different advice for someone who's raising a son versus raising a daughter? And when I say that, by the way, for anyone listening, who's non-binary or trans, I'm, I'm talking about someone who embodies mostly feminine energy or mostly masculine energy. Like this is a question for anyone. But if you're raising a more feminine body person, are there any things that you would suggest like you're talking about discernment like how can we help our daughters stay open but discerning again you know it's example it's through our example mm -hmm. and the very thing we fear is uh, the very opportunity for ourselves to open more and be more discerning so to the extent that we fear let's take a look in our own world how fine-tuned are we how fine-tuned are we and that's the opportunity for us to demonstrate how the tuning of it and continuous growth in those areas so that we, we haven't arrived but that we're continuing to grow we're continuing to learn in those areas and so you were asking about how, tr treating sons and daughters how are they how is it different so for instance and you know, a lot of these dynamics that I share with you have been inspired by the work of David Data. Yes, um, yeah. Who, who we've studied with for many years. And he speaks about the masculine and the feminine energy. And let me just say, you know, what we've learned from him and his work is that masculine energy grows through challenge and feminine energy grows through praise and community. Masculine energy grows through challenge and isolation. 
feminine energy grows through community and praise. So you could feel the difference there. Mm. So I'll give an example of our daughter and son. So our son, I used to get it wrong, actually. And it's interesting because, you know, our daughter's older and they're very different and our son's younger. And so our son's, you know, he's my baby and, oh, I just want to, you know, keep him a baby for so long and just praise him and love on him and keep him with me all the time. But that actually doesn't help to grow the masculine within him. Instead, he needs challenge. He needs to be, he needs to be challenged to grow in his masculine. So at some point I give him over to his father. And if there is not a father figure in your son's life, find someone who is direction and freedom is their core value. Someone that you trust and have your son spend time with that one because you can't give it to them if you have more of a feminine core. You shouldn't be giving it to them because what that's doing is it's causing a bit of a confusion within them. So I hand over my son to my father and to the men in my community that have that skill of challenge. So I give them over to them. So they learn from, he learns from that end. You're going to say something. Else? Oh, I was going to say, for example, martial arts, right? You could send him to martial arts and that's men teaching him and yeah. I mean, that's, an, that's a, that's a, I'm just thinking of like a plausible or yeah, functional yeah. example. Absolutely. So yeah. So my husband's a martial artist just happens to be, and yes, martial arts teaches discipline and it is challenge and going out into the woods and sitting and not having any computer access, no, no one talking to him a whole lot, but just him and, you know, being out there quietly grows him has him go into vision and sees what is it what is his next step and i use the word his if you need to sharpen your purpose in the world these are the things that you need to do for your masculine and for your sons or daughters that need to sharpen their masculine for your daughter who needs to sharpen to expand her feminine light her feminine radiance Praise her. Tell her that she's beautiful. Tell her why she's beautiful to you. Tell her about her beauty. Get specific. Tell her about what you love about her and the beauty you see in her. And spend time with her. Hug her. Touch her just be around her and especially the ones that want to push you away and say no and especially if they're teenagers you know no it's too much with my daughter i just i embrace her like an anaconda she can't get out of it i just give her my love so deeply that way it will grow them and it will have them understand that they are love through your love and be around other women as well be around other feminine beings that can understand what it means what it does to be praised and to be in community show her that and she will learn through your example
That's beautiful. Thank you. So you spoke about freedom and love, and I know that we spoke with Satyan about freedom and love, like freedom being the masculine kind of core value and the love being the feminine core value, or I don't know if core value is the right term, but for my, in my life, sometimes I struggle because I do play masculine so often. And for me, I understand the aspiration of freedom. And then when I go into the, the love part, which I know is something that I'm actively cultivating at this point, I'm on a quest to become a better masturbator, which is hilarious, but <laughs> I mean, not like in you the really, say that. I did say that I do, but you I can't mean, say that. <laughs> Well, no, I just love it because I'm, when I say that, I mean it on all different levels. I'm not just talking about the physical. I'm like really exploring what it means to defile yourself and like unwrap all these things that I can feel come from past lives. But that, that's not, that's not this conversation, but there I am out there. But like when it comes to that, that love part, I really, for one thing, my brain just goes, does not compute. It like becomes this like riddle that I can't figure out because like, how do you embody love and still get stuff done? Like how, you know what I mean? I struggle with that. And if you can help, say any words for anyone out there who might be like me, you know, not try, not people like me who are trying to be better masturbators, but people <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, I'm, I just... I Dad, think you surrendered. This, <laughs> you think I surrendered what, Anna? Oh, I said you just, you surrendered. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you're already good at getting things done is what you're saying. Yeah. But I, I think my mind sometimes struggles. She's asking you, how can she get an A plus in surrender femininity? <laughs> <laughs> right no, I guess that's exactly it. I like, I, you know, because I you're, you're being type A about something that's type B. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's the struggle that I sometimes feel is like, I, I, I came to recognize that in some ways for me to embody my most divine feminine, I could hold two things that seemed completely dif disparate. Like I could hold di cognitive dissonance, you know, I could cause two things that two truths that are completely in opposition and I could hold them in my body and love them both. There wasn't a right. There wasn't, I'm picking this one and not this one. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've been understanding that more, but sometimes I feel like I'm giving up so much by going the love route because I'm giving <laughs> up so much freedom. You know what I'm saying? You can see this is all just bullshit that my mind's creating. So, you know, maybe I'll just talk it out and then we can go on. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you're, you're saying if you're full of love all the time, dancey, dancey, lovey, when is the shit going to get done? Exactly. Mm -hmm. How does that yeah. feel? What does that look like? It's a good question, you know, and it's a potent question. And it's a question that's really up. It's I'm going to lose, could I lose my edge? If I get all lovey dancey, huggy praisey, you know, could I lose my edge? Yeah, you could potentially. But here's the worst thing is that you could, if you don't open up to your feminine replenishment and rejuvenation, 
what could happen is you could dry up and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There it is. Right out there. It there. Is. <laughs> you could dry up and die. And the very thing that you're trying to be effective in will go, will just go to hell. It's like we run right into the thing we're trying to escape. Yeah. I mean, that's on the, this is on the macro that I'm saying that, but mm -hmm. like getting into the specifics and I completely understand what you're saying. I love making schedules. I love creating plans. I actually really love all that stuff. Yeah. Check marking off the checkbox is very fun. Right? <laughs> right? I love organizing. I mean, one of my, talking about masturbating, one of the, <laughs> one of my greatest turn-ons is like, is like container store. <laughs> container store. For, forget the porn shops. We're going to the container store. <laughs> right? Like, oh, that's just, I mean, even thinking about it right now has me all tingling. <laughs> You know? And if we're not in balance by, it's like not drinking water. If you go without drinking water, what will happen is you will become parched and you will, all kinds of stuff will start happening. It's necessary for you to be effective to move your body and to be in your body and to have your feminine body enlivened, replenished, rejuvenated. It is effective for you to do the work that you need to do in the world, the masculine work that you need to do in the world. It is essential that you give yourself a spa treatment in whatever way that, that it could be from very simple move dancing. That's to me, that's a spa treatment. When you go to a spa, you know that you're going to go in and you're going to feel a certain way. And when you come out, you're going to feel a certain way. There's going to be a transformation, in your body, spirit, your soul. And so it's an opportunity for you to fine tune whatever it is that you're doing by taking the time to go, oh, okay, I got to love wider right now because I am so tight in my brain and things are not even working. I'm missing appointments or I'm forgetting to do things means your feminine is out of whack mm. Mm. and you've got to replenish. So you want to be more effective? Look at your feminine and, and, and feel into and give and offer more of what she needs. Mm. Does that help? It does. It does a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you don't want to, it's exactly when it's needed. Right. Especially. Especially. Even now I'm like uncrossing my legs and like, oh, I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank and you. that's why we need community, you know, because it's, it, we can't do it alone. And that's the other thing is that we've gone into the world and we do things on our own and think, this is how it's, this is how I'm going to be most effective. I, I don't have a tribe behind me to make things happen. Got to go back to the tribe. You got to create a tribe around you. And maybe it's even just one other. And that's how we replenish. We remind each other what is valuable 
and we demonstrate it. We be the change we want to see in our sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. I have another question, Anna, <laughs> unless you go, you talked about making your life juicy. Mm. Tell me mm. more. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. So one of the ways that I make my life juicy is I have my own room, my own bedroom. So even though I am in a very happy marriage, my husband and I do not share the same bedroom. No. And so even if you don't have the capacity to have two different rooms, you can create this for yourself. And here's the opportunity. What I do in my room is I make it absolutely the most delicious place to be. I, the colors in my room, the fabric that I put on my bed, the aroma that I let go into the space. That's just the fragrances that I love. Like my bedroom is delightful. My bedroom is beautiful. It's sensual in so many ways. Just, you know, the fragrance that I like to diffuse into my room, the colors that the, the yummy colors that I add to my room, the textures. I love to feel softness and I love to the furry carpets that I put, you know, the just the different, all the different and leather and fur and colors and the scents. It's all comes to life. And Anna, you were speaking about, you know, when you're naked and your daughter sees you, another thing that I love to do is I love to put on different oils and creams all over my body and different scents. So different layers of scents. So when I'm doing this in the morning, when I'm putting, when I'm oiling my body, I'm, I'm, I'm going, damn, that smells good. You know, this is, I mean, come on, girl, you know, I, enjoying myself, looking at myself and just, wow, I'm loving what I'm seeing. And it doesn't matter if I'm at my, the, what you would quote, ideal weight, or if I put on a little bit or whatever, the idea is to just love me in all of my phases and stages and wrinkles and, you know, sizes and all that, because I've had, I've gone through all of those. And the idea is to just love me and my space with all of that and to get turned on by that, you know, turn my own self on. So you can't turn your own self on. I mean, you know, let's not say if you can't, but turn yourselves on. Right. <laughs> yeah. mm. Mm. I'm, I'm all about it. Like I said, I'm on a path. To, to, to be the master masturbator master masturbator well i i mean like i said it goes a little bit beyond the physical but it's also that whole thing like i, I and even I, if it didn't that's fine i mean even listen if it didn't. here i i beg to differ because you know when we were dancing before the show started i saw some moves from you <laughs> let me just say <laughs> Damn, girl. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Marketing back to my college fraternity days right there. 
or probably even younger, probably when I was like a young preteen and I was just dancing in front of my mirror hours every night. That was totally me. Yeah. yeah yeah well here we go here we go mm -hmm. we're touching on something now yep for sure yeah. it's and it's funny you say that about all the oils and things like that i'm the type of person who like i like people give me their old beauty supplies and then i still never use them <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put it on with some music girl that's right we'll get some music and get some of those foot scrubs i have 10 of them and i'll do yes. some no that's wonderful and that's such an amazing concept too. I feel like there's this, you know, in human design as well, there's this understanding about how there are certain people who really need to sleep in their own auric field. Like they should not sleep next to another person because it is, because they just absorb everybody else's stuff when they're sleeping, right? And so like for them to have that kind of really autonomous space and that sovereignty when they're sleeping is so important and yet, our, our culture just sees that as, you know, like maybe the people in the 50s with the two twin beds in the same room, you know, had something going, you know, exactly. <laughs> not really, but. <laughs> Come to think of it, my grandparents had that. That's interesting. Mm. Did they? Yeah. But yeah, you know, it helps to create this arc of attraction between my husband and I, because if we're not sleeping in the same bed, when we're not sleeping in the same bed, and it doesn't mean we don't end up in the same beds. Right? <laughs> yeah. I invite him in for sure. And he totally invites me in. But it's, if he can be my sexy neighbor, you know, he's not like he has to, we have to be together all the time. But when I'm getting juicy in my room and he's getting hot and, you know, present and, you know, just strong in his mask, it's sexy. It's sexy to think about over there you know and we flirt flirting is a great thing yeah i mean what is the difference between eros and agape are you eros there is the polarity right like with eros comes tension there eros needs tension to live right so yeah and you know back to the whole tango dance and mm. works with great dancers and i'm just learning it a little bit now and what i've learned is that the tension between the dancers is actually what holds the dance in place. That tension between that, if you can just stay in the tension and come together as the tension is there and feel it and still give your full masculine and your full feminine to that without closure, it's hot as heck. It's fire. It's passion so don't be afraid of a little tension breathe into it move towards it don't move away from it move towards it keep your heart open and you know i just yeah i mean i i keep yeah. my husband's cock hard and his heart open that's what you gotta do <laughs> I get the show is unleashed. I <laughs> this spiritual fix unleashed edition. <laughs> yeah, no, I love and that, it. Yeah. And so, you know, I was just what just came to mind quickly, too, is that, you know, one of the things that I kind of experience is, is this oversensitivity. And I'm feeling like it has something to do with what you're saying with putting the fist really tight is that as you're opening up, 
it may feel like you're oversensitive or maybe you clenched up at some point to become oversensitive. What it, how does, just out of curiosity, how does that word fit into all of this? If it's too complicated, you don't have to touch on it, but I was just. Can you clarify what you mean by in what context sensitivity? Just sensitive to touch, sensitive to being embraced, like just, you know, it's almost like your nerves. And you talk about sensory overload, right? Yeah, it's a little bit like, yeah, it's like an overstimulation or something along uh -huh. those lines. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're not all made the same, you know, we're not mm. all made the same. And the beauty of it is that we can discover what our partners, what feeds them what feeds us like first and foremost what feeds you and so the lightest of touch like not even being touched at all just the idea of the caress that doesn't even have to be on the skin that's just you can just feel the aura of the person and just taking time to just become aware, just hovering over their skin can be as erotic as just the, the complete, you know, massage and penetration. Some people like it strong and some people like it soft, very gentle, very almost not there in the beginning. So the opportunity is to discover the, as one of, one of our mentors, one of my mentors, Jaya, who who teaches the erotic blueprint has spoken about and you might want to look this up it's really yeah i've seen her or i've seen her like ads and stuff mm -hmm. yeah jaya so it's just everyone's different and just because you may not be into you know being penetrated right away or being held tight right away there's nothing wrong with you maybe you just like the lightest of touch first Mm. And, and maybe that slowly will open you up to something deeper, or maybe that's, that in itself can have you go into absolute orgasmic states of pleasure. Just mm. even the thought of it, the tease of it can be just enrapturing. So never think that just because you don't like it one way that there's anything ever wrong with you. There's just opportunities. It's an artistic expression. Oh, so it's all. Mm. Anna, did you have a question? Oh, I had a question. So what would you say? I think it's just a matter of taste, but what do you say to those women? I know a lot of them um, like to be taken almost exploitatively. Uh -huh. um, but you oh. know, like, some, I think some men are like, what? You want to be taken so roughly and I want to be soft. I guess what if you and your partner are a little bit, have different tastes in that regard? You have different tastes in that regard. Well, it's an opportunity. So, so let me give you an example in my own life. So I like to try different things where I you know, where it can be, how do I reveal myself on the show? <laughs> you, you already admitted to masturbating to Jesus. I think we're, we're past. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we're different. We're <laughs> just different. And so it, the opportunity is to learn about what turns your partner on. Learn about what turns them on versus judge what turns them on. And learn to the point of getting turned on yourself in what turns your partner on. So I love that. not be as sexual a person, but 
try and learn about what turns on someone who is more sexual. Look at objects of sex, you know, find out what it is that turns them on and go into that and go, I'm curious about that. What is that 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 turns you on? Or if, like you're saying, Anna, if you if they think about, you know, maybe a little bit more rough sexual play in a relationship that is honoring, I'm not talking about abusive relation, but if you're honoring and you trust your partner and you want to get a little more rough and your partner doesn't understand, they should learn about that. It's called, you know, it's the area of kink, for instance, you know, go learn about the different areas of kink. And it's so wide, it's theatrical and get excited, learn to the point of find out what gets them excited and try and get excited yourself about that so that you can feed them with what turns them on. But don't starve yourself, find out what turns you on and become really interested and curious about that. And don't judge yourself in what turns you on. Become curious about that so that you can not only ask for that, but then you can also share with your partner. This is actually what turns me on. Here, would you like to get curious with me? Let's get curious together. Use the word curious. You know, so there's so many different forms of sexual turn on and opportunities to learn and expand your palate for yourself and your partner. So beautiful. Love, Love it. Ah, oh, the sexy opportunities. I know. <laughs> so if you came on to listen today to find out more about the divine feminine within yourself, within your partner, then the opportunity is there for you to invite, allow, and welcome the energy of the feminine, of the divine feminine, which is in invitation, surrender, and expression. And the invitation is for you to find out how can I be more inviting in my life? What can I invite more into my life? How can I relax any tension around my heart to opening as wide as it can be? And how can I be or encourage more expression in its fullness coming out of the closet, expressing who I am in this world? Is there anything that I've held back that I can express more of me that I maybe have been afraid to? And then inquire and get curious and unlock and unleash and let that come forward. Invite, allow and welcome that more so, so that the divine feminine in you and in others will be inspired through your example. Did you enjoy this interview with Suzanne? 
go to www.warriorsage.com for more information. Also, you can go to our show notes to get a link to their Sex, Passion, and Enlightenment Weekend online. It's a couple's retreat, the first weekend of which is happening over Valentine's weekend. We highly recommend you go. We'll be there. And remember, humility, gratitude, acceptance, done. Let me tell y'all a riddle. There are four girls and four apples in a basket. Every girl takes an apple, yet one apple remains in the basket. How is this possible? The answer, one girl took the basket. She took the last apple while it was in the basket. Sometimes all it takes is a perspective shift. This is my specialty, y'all, and I am opening up two spots in the next two months for dedicated journeyers to work with me to find peace, purpose, and most importantly, perspective. In these journeys, we co-create a curriculum that suits your current blocks, goals, and needs, and we use all the tools, shadow work, books, fiction, remote viewing, intuition, meditation, guided journeys, energy healing, dreaming techniques, you name it, we do it, and all to achieve a commonly held set of objectives. And if you're interested in hearing more, Book a free call with me at www.chriswilty.com forward slash discover.